Today's scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. At that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever, and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it has pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Well, good morning. If you don't know, my name is Jim. And uh, when uh, Bruce asked if, if I'd like to bring the message this morning, it's, it's a mixture of, uh, of uh, honor and, and uh, excitement and terror. Thankfully, he had the text. I, I always appreciate it when he gives a text because then at least I know where to dig. And coming here... I always dig deeper because it's for all of us. And so I just appreciate the opportunity to be with you this morning. And, and uh, whether or not you get anything out of it, I've already got something out of it. And so there's that. So uh, let's pray. Lord, we ask you to, to open the scripture to us this morning, to teach us what you have for us to know this morning. Would you... Uh, let my words fall into the background and let your words come burning to the front and touch us with them this morning. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. So I was wandering in the echoing aisles of the cavernous warehouse store. I had come looking for super crunchy nutty bars because I had eaten all my super crunchy nutty bars. And so I rounded the corner into the aisle where I had found them last time. But there I found only ketchup and coffee and olive oil and lemonade and barbecue sauce. Uh, there were no nutty bars. And so I thought, well, maybe I missed by one aisle, and so I tried the adjacent aisles, but there I found only box fans and socket sets and televisions and cases of water. And so I wandered back out into the main aisle, feeling very alone in this cavernous warehouse store, when someone came up behind me and said, can I help you find something, she asked. Nutty bars. Excuse me? Super crunchy nutty bars. They were here just last week. Oh, yes. We've done a little reorganizing. Please follow me. And across the store, past the gym socks and the bed frames and the toolboxes and the chandeliers, she led me straight to the super crunchy nutty bars, which were thoughtfully right next to the diesel batteries <laughs> and the bacon bits. Thank you, I said to no one there evidently anymore because she had gone off somewhere else to 
seek and to save the lost. Jesus knows all about things that are hidden in plain sight. Although perhaps not exactly where we are looking for them. Matthew eleven twenty five starts out, it says, At that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have, given, you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Again, at that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, does the weight of that sentence hit us properly? He's calling him his Father, but he's the Lord of heaven and earth. He is the Son of the Lord of heaven and earth. Because you've hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. First, see that the message of the gospel is accessible to anyone, anyone with faith. It doesn't require advanced degrees, esoteric knowledge. If your gospel cannot be understood by a child, it isn't Jesus' gospel. In fact, advanced knowledge and study quite possibly could be a problem, not a solution. Theological education has great value, don't get me wrong. Um, the great universities of this country were founded as seminaries to train pastors. The Harvards, the Yales, the Princetons were all seminaries when they started out because the great need in the early part of this country's history was for pastors in pulpits. So theological education has tremendous value, but not at the expense of your childlike faith. It's God who reveals. The Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, is a God who reveals things. He speaks. He shows. He demonstrates. He explains. God is more interested to show himself to us, to, to be known by us, than we are to know him. Verse 26, yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. God the Father is pleased to set his truth down on the bottom shelf where anyone can reach it. He's more eager to be known than than for us to know him. He speaks in the silence whether anyone is listening or not. Our questions don't puzzle him. He's not shocked or surprised by them. He welcomes an honest question. Verse 27, and now in verse 27, Jesus changes his address from the Father, Lord of heaven and earth, to the people around him. And he says, all things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Again, this revelation. God the Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, is a revealing, explaining, speaking God, and his Son is just like him, revealing the Father to those he chooses to reveal him to. 
In a very real sense, Jesus reveals truth about Father God that we wouldn't find any other way. You have to be shown. It's not where anyone would think to look, just like the nutty bar. The gospel pattern is so upside down and backwards when compared to the way the world works. The world looks for compliance. Just follow the rules. Jesus offers companionship. The world wants indemnity, protection from hazards. Jesus offers identity. The world wants commandments. Jesus offers communion. And the world wants rules and rules on rules and rules inside of rules and rules stacked on rules. And Jesus offers only himself the final and ultimate rule. Verse 28, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Here is a call to the burdened to come and receive rest. Any of the burdened, all of the burdened. There is something about those who are facing obstacles, who are dealing with life, who are grappling with problems that draws the heart of Christ to them. He cannot remain at a distance. Jesus says, come to me. What are you laboring at? What makes you weary? What burdens are you carrying? It is a relationship that's become strained. I have a handful of those. Some wrong was done or maybe only perceived, and now things that were easy and fun have become so difficult. Is it a habit that's come back again? Fighting it is a lonely, uphill slog, and there's never any lasting progress. Is it a desire of your heart that you're burdened with? You've wanted it so long, but it's just as distant today as a year ago or a decade ago. Come to Jesus with your burdens. Let him take them from you. He wants to give you rest. And those around you, the neighbor, the co-worker, the businesses you frequent, the socials you follow, what is wearing them out? What are they burdened with? Do we even know them well enough to say? Are we close enough to even know? Who has placed these burdens on them? Have they fallen into it themselves? Is it a chemical that one day had no power over them and the next day had all? Is it maybe a parent, a parent that's been gone these many years, but the burden remains? Is it a child who's left home and become estranged, or worse, a child who's been shut out of their life for one reason or another? They want to open the door again. But until things change, they've gone. 
gone down that road. They just can't. They also need to come to Jesus with their burdens and lay them down. Have you and I made people heavy laden? Have we laid burdens on them? Do we lay things on their shoulders that are too heavy to bear? Do we have an extra set of commandments for them to follow? Are our expectations higher than those of Christ himself? Are people more encumbered when they leave us than when they came to us? Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The yoke, as you know, was for an ox or another large animal uh, to pull a plow or a wagon. It was set on their shoulders and allowed them to pull heavy loads. My grandfather used to plow with a pair of huge draft horses on a yoke. Not in my time, of course. In my time, it was, it, was, it was not a horse wagon. It was a truck. And it was not a horse-drawn plow. It was a tractor. But back in the day, he always remembered his horses pulling with a yoke. And so Jesus says, take my yoke. Work by my side. Do what you see me doing. Here's choice. Choose my yoke, Jesus says. Stop doing what you are doing and start doing what you see me doing. The yoke in the most of the rest of Scripture is a really negative thing. If you want to get depressed, look about the yoke in the Old Testament. Because it's something to be cast off, broken, removed from your neck, the yoke of slavery, the yoke of sin, the yoke of oppression, the yoke of Jacob on Esau, the yoke of Egypt on the Hebrew children, the yoke of Solomon on the northern kingdom, the yoke of Babylon on the exiles. But Jesus takes this image of hard labor and servitude, and he puts it on himself. Trade your heavy yoke for mine, he says. Learn from me because I am humble, I am gentle and of a humble heart. This is a process. You need to grow in this area. Nobody starts out at this point. Learn from me, he says. Allow me to teach you. Work at my side. Are we gentle in our approach? Are we humble in heart? Or do we have a corner on all the right answers? Uh, yeah, but Jesus, whom can I sleep with? And whom can I marry? Jesus says, follow me. But Jesus, what can I do with my body? Tattoos, piercings, implant? Follow me. Oh, but Jesus, what can I eat, or what can I drink, or, or what can I smoke? Follow me. But Lord, our taxes, our investments, how should we vote? 
y'all need to follow me. But Jesus, when is war a just war? Or when is lethal defense permissible? Follow me. Uh, no, but Jesus, we know where this road goes. We read ahead. Follow thou me. You will find rest. Soul rest. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy because I'm doing the heavy lifting, Jesus says. I've already done the heavy lifting. Thank you very much. My burden is light because there's only one requirement. It's to follow. There is no checklist. There are no super sins. There are neither qualifications nor disqualifications. You can't earn it. You can't lose it. You can't rush it. There is no shortcut. And what about our yoke? Is it easy? Do we keep a special list of externally observable sins that are off limits, out of bounds, beyond the pale? Certain things are just, no. And if we do have those list of forbidden sins, does this form our disciples into people with maybe external observance, compliance, but also private burdens that can never, ever, ever be shared for fear of being shunned. How do we call people to an internal commitment without em emphasizing external compliance? Is compliance even important to Jesus? Is it? Are you sure? I know he says, you've heard these sayings from me, blessed are you if you do them. That's true. But if we do them just to do them, and if we don't have the faith to support it, is that what he's talking about? Faith without works is dead, but works without faith is even worse. Jesus says, come. Come and learn. Come and work. Come and rest. Come and find. Find God in the details of life. Find your neighbor who's been laboring at your elbow and is so, so weary. Find things hidden right there in plain sight, hidden by Jesus for you to find. Jesus who makes a stranger into a friend, a widow into a mother, an enemy into a brother, who makes a whip into an offering, thorns into a crown, 
and a cross into a throne. Like Jesus, who with his simple touch makes a yoke of oppression into a blessing. So come. Let's pray. Father, thank you for caring about us. Thank you for sending Christ to lead us and to show us the way that we would never find on our own. We want to come. We want to take his yoke upon us, to lay ours down and to take up his. Would you show us how to do it? We ask it in Christ's name. Amen.